Hey Beauty Mavens, welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We are so excited you're here. We are interviewing a super fun industry friend you guys are going to love. But before we get started, we wanted to make sure you know that tickets are now available for the upcoming Beauty Mavens Summit. It's coming up July 19th and 20th, and we promise you do not want to miss this. Tickets are almost sold out, and they're available to purchase until Saturday, July 13th. Or until they sell out. In this course, you'll bring in your profit and loss statements, and we are going to figure out your numbers, including your bottom line, your cost per hour, how and when to raise your prices, and so much more. Find out more information and purchase tickets at beautymavenscollective.com under the summit tab. And lastly, don't forget to make sure you are part of our community of listeners on our Beauty Mavens Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Today on the podcast, we are sitting down with Lori Ward from LW Skincare, and we are just going to let her introduce herself. So Lori, tell us who you are. Hi everyone, my name is Lori, Lori Ward. I was born and raised in Rexburg, Idaho, not too far from here. I am a mother, and I have four children, two boys, two girls. My oldest is 24, and my youngest is 13 been married for almost 26 years to a great guy and I also went to went back to school with my daughter Riley to become an esthetician um, about almost three years ago I attended the school Austin Cade in Idaho Falls because everyone's gonna ask that what school did you go to (laughs) they always do and we attended that and then once we graduated from aesthetic school I had to decide what I wanted to do and it was either work for someone else or start up my own business and I'd had a previous business before some of you have maybe heard of Miss Ruby Sue that was a previous business that I had so I knew that it was going to take a lot of work to um, to start another business I knew what I was getting into (laughs) I was a little (laughs) hesitant to do that uh, because it's a lot of work but that was the best choice for me so I started taking clients in my home. I turned a, a side of my, the side of my home into a clinic. It was closed off from the other house, other parts of the house. And I started, um, with just my mom as an eyelash client and then started getting more into skin. And then pretty soon the skin part took over and I eventually niched down into that and left the waxing and the eyelashes and just pursued the skin and then I brought on my daughter to work with me about a year ago I think it was a year ago she came on board with me and then we just kind of boomed out of our house and we moved into our brick-and-mortar clinic almost two months ago and that has been quite a journey and a growing process going from a home-based operation to an actual storefront business it's a very different mindset and yeah. different skills and different everything that, that how you handle yourself it's just very very different and and I'm I had a lot of help getting me there I had uh, a business coach and I had a life coach helping me previously to that which made it possible so it's been quite a journey mm-hmm. I I'm a very three-dimensional person I have lots you know highs and lows and yeah and happy and sad and so when people follow me on Instagram they're going to see all the different colors because that's what I feel is part of my brand is being really authentic and yeah, you're Me. very transparent. Yes, very transparent. And if people don't like it, that is okay. They don't <laughs> have to follow. But there are people that stick around. And 
what we really like to do on our Instagram is empower women to pursue things that are hard and I my message is positive that they can do it mm-hmm. because you know there's so many things that we think are hard but if we just believe that we can do it then the way is made and it becomes easier but that's kind of the core is you can do it and then we also like to share wellness advice and obviously skin tips because we're estheticians but skin is so much more than that it's your overall well-being it's how you eat it's how you think it's how you take care of yourself because the mind the skin and the stomach are all connected you just can't separate those yeah so it's really an overall wellness and that's what I enjoy that's kind of me mindset um, nutrition exercise taking care of yourself you know all Mm -hmm. those things that makes a beautiful person that's what makes a person smile and be happy and that's what makes you want to be around them is when they're taking care of all of those things they're usually the happiest oh yeah Yeah, i'm not saying that they're not gonna have lows yeah but yeah that's who we are i love it (laughs) and i feel like you've done such a good job at niching down like you said into the skin but you're not just posting like your service, like you're not just yeah. posting skin, like you, yes. but it still is, I know what to expect every time I come to your page, but you still have like a bigger message that you're sharing. And I love that because I think so many times, and we've been there when you're starting out your business and especially like as an esthetician or a hairstylist or lashes, you're so focused on getting the clients that like, that's all the content that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that doesn't resonate with a lot of people because either they're already coming to you so they know that you do good work so it's like they don't really you You know care to see more yeah before and afters or it's just like there's not much value there yes but you still do post like before and afters and you post your work but you do it in such a deeper way that I feel like it has resonated and you've built this little empire and it's thank you I love it but I I do love that you're just incorporating all aspects of skin so you're still niche down but it's you can talk about and do whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. And thank you. That's, that's really kind. Um, I found that everyone can post a before and after anyone can do that. And if your feed is only full of strictly before and afters, it's very boring. Mm -hmm. And I, I myself have followed accounts where there was lots of before and afters or they would post pictures of their beautiful spas or their clinics and it always just said call here to book call here to book there was no real value there's no content there's no nothing yeah and their engagement is low and so obviously you got to start somewhere and Mm -hmm. it starts with one post and as I started going along I noticed that when I would post a picture of me that it got the highest engagement. It it got the most comments and the most response. And so I started to notice that. So I started thinking, well, okay, I still have to post content about what I do, right? Mm-hmm. So that people can understand that I'm an esthetician and they know where to go to get help. But how can I do that in in a beautiful, valuable way that's not sounding salesy and pitchy all the time? So I started playing around with content and that's what I would really advise anyone listening today is to not be paralyzed by um, overthinking it, to just experiment. It's okay to test on your social media and all your outlets of what is going to do best for you. Um, Is it just pictures of you? Um, Is it Like there's got to be a way to incorporate all the things. So I just started playing around. I just uh, would do photos of me and then my clients, my employees. And then I started taking a picture of an employee and writing something valuable. So, and then there's also apps that I would play around with. Canva is such a great one. Oh my goodness. Not just Canva on your phone oh, on, on the computer it's yeah. gotta be on the laptop oh, or desktop yes. because then what you can do is you can take here's a little helpful tip for someone is take a picture of you and then put a caption in words 
on the picture of the content that you're mm-hmm. going to talk about. So they're not only seeing a picture of you, but they see something that they can read about as well. So there's going to be value about There's a value. There. There's so many different ways. Like I could go on and on about how to do a post, which would be really fun because you can make it really creative. There's so many things. And like we learned at the Allison Brown show yesterday that we both attended, that um, the more that you do, the better you get, the more content you will come up with. And I think that's been the secret is posting every single day. But for the girls who are just starting, just post, it's like set a goal of doing it three times a week. Mm -hmm. Because for someone brand new, posting every day is going to be overwhelming. And their first thought is, well, I can't do that. Yeah, that's too much. It's too Might much. As well not do I don't exactly. Well, it's not going to be perfect, so I can't do it. Therefore, I'm not. And that's not the message that I want to send today. Is you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to look at my feed and go, well, you know, she's got it made. That's not the case. I'm still experimenting with where I want to go with it. I also gave up trying to make it look perfect. That's yeah. just. No one wants that anymore. Mm-mm. They do not want perfect because perfect <laughs> is fake. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It does not exist. And so what I've done is I found a filter that I really loved that softened the pinks. It brightened the whites and intensified the blacks mm-hmm. because we wear a lot of black scrubs. So in our feed, the the colors are you know, kind of the same, the same feel. Yeah. But I just throw in the content that I want. I do not want to follow any rules. I don't want to be worried about if a picture isn't perfect. I just drop it in there. Um, for anyone wanting to know, I use the later app. Mm-hmm. I don't know what for you guys. Planning. Yeah. Yes, there's so many, so many good ones. Later is great. I just went with it. Mm -hmm. And so you're able to drop your content in once you've got your filters and you... The photos ready. Yeah, when your photos are ready. Put those into later. And then I like to use the preview setting on there and it lets you see what it's going to look like on your phone. And that's where I start to move things around. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like. Two before and afters next to each other. That's where you can exactly. It. I like to take. So I used to do scrapbooks for years and years and years of my family, and oh, I love. I'm sure, that helps a ton. With oh this. yes, <laughs> it does. And so what I used to do in the past was I would do a layout and I would move pictures around, uh-huh. and I would move like I would type out the words that I wanted to say and I'd put them the captions. I didn't know that I was doing Instagram yeah. years ago. So that has served me really well. So I like to move stuff. I like to put a light picture next to a heavier, darker picture so that it's not like all heavy, too busy, busy, and then putting a a inspirational quote or a skin quote or something to mix it up. Mixing it up, yeah. So that's what I use, you guys. Mm -hmm. But, But going back to what you said, you have to offer your followers valuable content. Mm hmm. It has to be something that's going to change their life or to help them live better or be happier. And it has just kind of evolved. And I think that's been the biggest game changer for me is focusing on valuable content. It doesn't have to be heavy all the time. It doesn't have to be four paragraphs long. It can be really simple. Something that has really helped me to engage with followers and to really grow is to ask them to comment, to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. Post here, comment here. Tell me what you are thinking of this. Like I ask them or not ask, I tell them what you want from what I want Mm -hmm. because that helps you to really engage and connect with your followers. And that is magical because so many people are probably thinking, well, people don't comment on my pictures, but are you asking them to? Yeah. Are you telling Are you them, them to? to Are you that? inviting? And if you can't think of questions, you can just Google questions to ask about skin or yeah. questions like I have Googled so many random things mm-hmm. and there's just so many different ways of doing it. So I don't want anyone to feel discouraged and that they can't do it because they absolutely can. You can build your business by... Um, engaging followers. Um, Something that I've noticed is um, being in this industry, 
I've attracted a lot of other estheticians. I don't, I know you yeah. guys have done that too. That's like your business now is, yeah. is inviting business owners and beauty industry mm-hmm. people into your, into your group. And, and I heard someone say that if you attract a lot of your same kind into your groups, that it will kill your business. But I beg to differ because you can serve them too. Mm-hmm. You can serve like there's so many business owners and estheticians that follow me. It's almost probably ooh seventy eighty percent of my followers are other estheticians. Yeah. Wow. So you know they're not going to be booking. A, well, some of them are booking appointments with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can serve them too by mixing in business and mixing in skin because a lot of times we're learning from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, skin advice as well. Like I'll see you guys do something. I go, that is a really good idea. I'm going to do that. (laughs) I was going to say one thing that I like to do is follow other people in my industry that I think are doing it really well. And Mm -hmm. if I see either a post or a caption that was like, wow, that was really valuable. I'll save it into a folder. And then when I'm trying to come up with content one day, I'll like look back at those and get ideas from things that I've seen in the past. So I think it is good to follow people in your industry Yes, um, to to help you get more ideas for your own account. I feel like, especially nowadays, like nothing is, not nothing is original, but no, no, it's not like if someone does a post about business or about skin, it's not like they made it up. So obviously don't copyright it and copy the whole thing, but like take the idea and make it into your own words. And I feel like that is... Use it to be inspired instead of just to like oh straight up obviously don't straight up copy someone because yes. that's not cool. Like, I bookmark bookmark stuff all the time because oh yeah. I'm like I love that's the bookmark so feature. great. Yeah. Yes, and I haven't categorized my stuff. It's just like like all jumbled into one. <laughs> but that's another good thing that you said is you know be inspired by someone else's thing. And no, it's not good to copy. But there's this book called Steal Like an Artist. Mm-hmm. And I have it, and basically, it it just says to be inspired by other people, but to make it your own, make it your own. Yeah, and that's another good thing for people to do is just be inspired. And not everything's basically been said, everything's been invented. Yeah, so it's just making it your yeah. own. And like you might say, we might say the same thing, the same mm-hmm. piece of content. Who you are and your spin on it is going to resonate with yes. someone that. If I order to say it might not resonate with them because just because of who we are and yeah. like the spin that we put on it. And there's a million ways to say it too. Yeah. You could take the topic of microneedling and you could spin it a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways. There isn't just one right way. Right. So many ways to do it. Yeah. Even I remember like in the early days when we were like focusing on building a clientele and using Instagram as a tool that way, which I still think you can do it. And you can still post pictures of your work and do it in like a, but you could do it in a strategic way. And I remember, and we were writing blog posts at the time too. And I remember looking up other people's blog posts and just like researching, like, cause that's what can be hard when you're first starting mm-hmm. out. And like, you might not have all the pictures, but you can go and research all these blog posts or people's posts about microneedling or about SPF or like, you can get really creative and your picture doesn't have to be someone's face it can be a picture of a product and you can talk tips on spf or tips on microneedling but there's so much in google and in other people's blog posts and you can oh i like that from that blog post i like this i like that and make it your own like there's so many ways to find content and the best way to do it to make it your own is to post a picture of you holding the product yes don't just (laughs) take a picture of the product you'll get very low engagement. People yeah. are really not into that, but they want to see you using that product. Yeah. And it can be, take it with your iPhone. It doesn't have to be an expensive camera. Just use your iPhone. People love candid shots. They don't want posed. Mm-mm. When we were in Vegas, I used, I pulled out my SPF brush stick that I really like. And I was like, I just said, Riley, take a picture really quick. Mm-hmm. And she did, and it will be in my feed soon of just me out using that because yeah. it just does better if you're using it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the product by itself. Yeah, that is true. So. And you can do it on your stories too. You can talk about Absolutely. it on your stories and do a post that is like relating back to it. So maybe like you're saying, if you're starting out and you're only 
committing to post three times a week, like try and get on your stories four times a week or five yes. times a week. Cause there yes. you can be more, it doesn't have to be like these pictures. So it's more candid. Right. Yeah. You can do moment. it right yes. then. So. And it's behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. People love behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. People are nosy. We are nosy <laughs> by nature and we want to see the house that you live in, the inside, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to show everything. You can choose what you want to share, yeah. but people love to know the hair products that you use or your morning routine or your favorite place to shop or to eat. Like we're just, so we want lots of information like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. The stories is where to do that. Yeah. The people mm-hmm, I follow, sure. I'm like, give me, because they're giving me tips and tricks and information. Yes. And I'm like, I just want to know. I want to learn. Like, and you trust them and yeah. you buy whatever they say. Oh yeah. It's not, I feel like social media it's like so sad, but I'm like, I almost feel like I don't even get on my, I don't even get on my personal and like see what my friends are doing because on my business, I'm like following people where I'm like learning things and I'm yes. like, that's where I want to be. I want to like yes. use this tool to grow and develop as a person and as a business. And it's so cool that so many people are, it is a saturated place, but that doesn't mean that you can't still grow that's and get to where you want to be or stand out. Or, yeah, because again, you'll That's put your own point. spin on it. That's a good point. You're unique. And the best tip that I learned in aesthetic school was, so what if there's a million estheticians? No one can do it like you. Mm-hmm. And that really inspired me to just ignore what everyone else was doing, put my blinders on, and just go for it. Yes. So that would be my a pro tip from Lori, mm-hmm. <laughs> is to put your blinders on. Unfollow people who bring you down or you feel like you're comparing yourself to it's okay to unfollow or put their stories on silent or mute you know you can do that you have the power to do that and just be true to yourself and And follow things are inspired and you feel so much better once you do unfollow those people you don't have to see their posts they don't have to make you feel negative when you see them yes um one thing that we were talking about yesterday that I love once so once you're getting more hang you're, okay how do I say this you're getting um, more the hang of Instagram and you're starting to post every day to be able to scale it and continue posting every day I love what you do in your clinic say Mondays so do you want to tell everybody how you batch those and oh, even your stories okay this is something that I've grown into and has really changed the game I used to just post off the cuff, meaning, oh crap, it's three o'clock. <laughs> I haven't done something, so I'll scroll through my feed and I'll go, okay, this one looks good, and I'll just throw something out there and hope it sticks. And didn't put much thought into the content, just put it out there to say that I did. Yeah. And that was causing a lot of stress for me. And I'm sure that it causes a lot of stress for people who are listening today. And so what I do is um, I batch my work. And this is something that I talked about on my stories and it got a huge response. And so I want to do a, a story on this. It's coming. But what I do is uh, on Mondays after our team meetings that we have with our employees, I set aside about maybe a two to a three hour block. And I do not answer any phone calls. Like I'm very task oriented. So I just know I have no to get this done. No distractions. I have a list. Oh, we should talk about that list first. So before you actually sit down to batch your work, you got to know what you're batching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or else it will not be productive. It's kind of like you're going to be mass producing a bunch of meals for dinner, but you got to have the recipes. You got to know what you're going to yeah. do. So what I do is I knew that I wanted to talk about treatments and product, bringing in makeup and other other tips. So I made a schedule and I wrote that down of what I wanted to actually talk about. And that was the hardest part Mm -hmm. was coming up with what the heck I was going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so once I knew the topics and, or the format, then I inserted all the things that we do in our clinic. We do this type of service. So I made sure that on treatment days that I knew that I had a plan. And when we're going to talk about product, I knew what products, um, like, what should I use Wednesdays Yeah, is, is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can talk about products and skin conditions and all that. Um, and then once I had a plan and a schedule, then I knew how to forecast. So I was like, well, for the next two weeks, this is going to be going on. So then I took that and 
on Monday, I'll sit down and I will do two weeks worth of stories just like that. It, mm-hmm. It's intense. And my, my employees have seen me walking around doing it because I won't talk very much to them because I, I got to get the job done. Yeah. So I'll either have someone help video that for me or I'll set up a little tripod and I'll just do it myself. I'll do it in the clinic. Sometimes I do it at home and I follow my plan and I make my stories short. They have to be under... Five minutes is too much. Yeah. Three minutes is kind of pushing it for stories. Like people will only stick around for so long. So they have to be, you have to be really careful about that. Don't drag them on. Get right to the point. Make them short and exciting. Be yourself. And so I follow that plan. So basically, if you still don't know what batching means, is that you condense all of your stories, whether it's stories for Instagram or your posts, batch them, condense them, get it all done in one big swoop. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like meal prepping. Everyone mm-hmm. understands meal prepping, right? Yeah. You make your meals on Monday and then you eat them for two weeks. And it yeah. makes life so much easier. It does. You don't have to it make reduces throughout the week. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Everyone will get this. It reduces the cleanup time. Oh yeah. Yes. So cleanup time for your Instagram, thinking, setting up, all that stuff. It's the same as cooking. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest thing that changed for us was I got disciplined and it took, this was not overnight. It took a couple weeks to finally make myself sit down and do it. And I locked myself up in my office. I literally did. I shut the door and I made sure that everyone knew what I was doing and to not interrupt me. Mm-hmm. And I just cranked them out. And once you get in that flow state, it just is so much easier. You're like, okay, this one, Monday's done. What's next? Tuesday? Done. 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 I'm a very, I love to check it off. And I bet yeah. you girls are just like yeah, that yeah, too. Is to check it off. It feels so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, two weeks worth is done. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it really served me when we went to Las Vegas and we were there for six days. I didn't have to worry about my stories because they were all done. And so I give that to my assistant and then she decorates them and makes them look all cute, adds the links, blah, blah, blah. But not everybody has someone to do that for them. Most of them probably won't. Yeah. And so I would just store them in your phone, create an album for your stories, categorize them, write it down on paper, make an Excel spreadsheet, whatever you need to do, Mm -hmm. do that. But batching will reduce the cleanup time. And the peace of mind that you have is I can't even explain how good that feels. No, I want to do this so so bad. I know we, we, I think we have a podcast episode on batching, don't we? Yeah. And I've never thought to do well, I've never thought to do it so strategically with stories. I was going to say, you've done it with stories a lot. Well, so I, but, so what I do is if I'm like ready for the day, I look really cute, then I'll batch a bunch when I have time. Yes. But it's not, it's, it's not every it's Monday. It's not frequent that I don't hours. look cute. It's just frequent <laughs> that I get around to do the story. See, that's the perfect time to do it is your hair is done. You're all put feeling together. Confident. You're feeling confident. You're in the mood. You've got an hour. So why not just crank think of all out. the, crank them out and Here's another little pro tip. Grab a bunch of shirts and change your clothes for every single one. I love because that. <laughs> it's they're not people don't care. They're not gonna know that you filmed yeah. it all in once. They're just there because they wanna learn something or they wanna yes. laugh or they want to just see what you're up to. So have your shirts laid out. You don't have to change your whole wardrobe. Just Mm-mm. do just the top. Your <laughs> just your top and get five tops on, boom. And that worked really good for me too. Yeah, I love that. That's so funny. So I want but I so I have done it before, but I do want to do it like how you're doing like every Tuesday from three to yes. five. We're knocking them out. So can you can you it. imagine how awesome that is would be? It's just that's a date with yourself. Oh yeah. Every Monday or whatever day you choose from this time and really honor that and set it aside and you have to fight to keep that time because there will be things that come up. Mm-hmm. Like today is going to have to be my batching day because I've been gone so much and and um, I'm trying to decide, do I go home and batch for two hours or go out and go razor riding with my family? <laughs> and so I'm torn because I want to do both. Oh, uh, yeah. But gotta, gotta pick the family, you know. But yes. but yes, be very dedicated and honor that time to yourself because people will eat at that or other things. And you will procrastinate too. Mm-hmm. Be prepared to procrastinate. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, but oh, do yeah. it anyway. Yeah, we, I know. And you can apply this to any part of your business. But I, Anything. Especially the things that are, like, causing 
lots of stress or where every time you're like, oh, shoot, I have to do this. I have to do this. So we do it with our photos and we do it with our podcasts and it like, it just helps so much to just record all day. And then we're like, okay, we have two months done. We don't have to worry about, you know, and we can do interviews here and there, but it's really nice. And so, yeah, with stories though, that sounds. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) You'll love your life after that. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) So. So you started at your home. I did. Let's like talk about how you scaled and how you grew because <laughs> it's not always easy. It's not like it doesn't no. happen overnight. No. It doesn't, you don't just say I want a salon and then boom, you have a salon. So like what, what were you doing in your business to make it scalable? Okay. So. When you were at home. Because I feel like you were, maybe not at the very beginning, but I feel like I know towards the end you were being strategic about. Yeah. How you were going to be able to scale this. Okay. A lot of people are going to wonder when should they even do that, if that's right for them as well. And I'll do that. So we started our business in my home. When I started, it was just me. Mm -hmm. So I was doing everything and I was doing too much. I was losing hair. I lost a big circle. It was bigger than a quarter size of hair right here on my head and I was horrified never have had that problem so for anyone who has alopecia or hair loss I feel for you I have so much compassion Um, but I lost hair and I was losing weight because I was working so much and it was very hard on my body and so that's when I realized I got to make a change I was working with a life coach and he said Laura you need to raise your prices so I did and that filtered through maybe a few, maybe just a few. Yeah. And they kept coming and I raised them again and again and again. I think I did it in four, which brings, I can see your face. And no, you're like, oh my goodness, this is a whole nother topic. <laughs> but I kept raising them. Do not be afraid to raise your prices. Well, that means gonna, you're very valuable. I was yes. going to ask how, like, when you were raising them, was it by, like, a couple dollars every time? Or were they, like, they were, you were raising them? Um, I was raising them. So when I first started doing skin consults, they were free. And I did hundreds, if not over a thousand <laughs> free skin gosh. consults. And then I was like, I'm so done with that. Yeah. It's $100 now. And that slowed them down quite a bit but what that did is it brought me clients who really cared Mm -hmm. and because you got to pay to pay attention yeah and I got their attention and those were the clients that actually they paid the hundred dollars for the console and then they bought five hundred dollars worth of product right which is so different (laughs) from the client who got a free console and asked for free samples yep and maybe bought a cleanser maybe that (laughs) And so I, girls, you've got to believe in the value that you offer. Do not be afraid to raise your prices because it will filter through people who need to go somewhere else Mm -hmm. and the people who really value you and what you offer. So I kept raising the prices and they still kept coming. And that's when I knew, okay, I need to hire someone. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I scaled was I hired someone to be my hands. So she jumped in and then we added because we had another person to be smart, you know, if you want to scale, you need to have a room for them. So I would work and then we built, we took, um, it was a food storage room, a pantry Mm -hmm. in the garage and we made an opening into the house and then turned that into a room. And so now I had two rooms and I was working and she was working. Yeah. That is scaling. Mm-hmm. That's being smart. So then my numbers were starting to go up and, and then that was getting full. And then I just, I noticed that my, the business side was starting to not get done because I was working in the treatment room. <laughs> we know that <laughs> you guys can't see the big smiles on these girls faces but it so it's true. so hard to be behind the treatment table and to do your books and to do your stories and to pay the bills and to order inventory oh. and to track it's like each part is a full-time job it is so it's like you can't you literally can't do it all when you get to a certain point 
Like, you can't, you can. and you shouldn't do it all. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of you listening that are job. trying to do it all and they hate their life because yeah. of that. <laughs> and they're too, you're too afraid to ask for help. But if you want to grow or if you want to serve more people, you must ask for help. So that's always the thing is, I want to serve more people. How can I do it? So that was the first part of scaling is inviting someone in to come and work for you. And I chose to not do a booth. I chose to hire someone to work for me to take my clients because I did it a certain way. Mm-hmm. I didn't need help with other people's clients. I needed help with my own. Yeah. yeah. And we were growing. So then I noticed this, that I was getting really grumpy. I was getting grumpy and I hired a girl. The next thing that I did was I hired this cutest little assistant, Jory. I'm sure she's listening. And she sat in this dark little coat closet (laughs) (laughs) and she started booking the, the appointments for the clients that came in. That was such a great help. She started doing my emails for me. She started, um, answering a phone call or two, if anyone ever called and, Mm -hmm. That was another way to scale was to ask for someone to help book those appointments because in the beginning, like all of us are doing, we're rescheduling, we're accepting payments, and we're doing all the things within one hour. And it's very stressful. And I'm proud to say that we ended and started on time. Like we didn't go over. It was so hard to do, but I ran a tight ship because I knew I didn't want anyone to wait. And I, I hate waiting for services myself. Yeah. I've waited up to an hour and a half and I just refuse to make my clients do that. So we're punctual and on time. So then the next scale that we did was, um, hiring another esthetician to fill in for me so that I could do more of the business side. And that's when I started to see, okay, I got to get a little bit more sophisticated here because this is another thing that people don't talk about how you treat yourself when you're working at an in-home clinic or your in-home business and how people treat you when you're on an, in an outside brick and mortar store. I'm just going to be honest and say it's night and day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now there's those that respected me and really valued what I was doing and they didn't care that I was doing it out of my home, but there was a few that would walk in and literally turn their nose up and go, I didn't know you were in a house. Oh and I was, I was taken aback. Like, mm-hmm. why should you treat me any different? But people will understand when I say that they do. Mm-hmm. They, there's nothing wrong with starting in your home. That is the safest, best way to go is to do it in your home. Yeah. If that works for you. So then I realized it's time to move this, this business out. I need more room. There was employees in my house all day long. There was nowhere that I could go in my home to get away. I literally had to go upstairs, lock myself in a room to do a phone call or to do anything business related. I had to lock myself in a room. And it's kind of funny looking back now, but they would find me. (laughs) (laughs) I could go in the bathroom too and they wouldn't bother me. But that's when we were growing. I was having to teach them what to do. And so they had a lot of questions. So that's when I was like, I'm going nuts. My family's going crazy. I've got clients coming in and out, employees in and out in the kitchen. I love them. And that's, that was the only place that they could go to. So it was time to look for somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. And I, this is where I had to go to my accountant and say, look at my books. Is this a smart move? Can I do this? So if you guys are thinking about the next step, should you move somewhere? You've got to make sure that the numbers will reflect that. Yeah. So I made, I made sure I got a second opinion. I like, I did all the things cause I was scared, but excited. Mm-hmm. So my accountant said, yes, you will do just fine. Then we found a location. We spent four months remodeling it. Um, in that time, this, the side that no one sees is that I was meeting on a weekly basis with a business coach slash he's an accountant as well. Yeah. And he runs a really successful clothing business with his wife. And he sat down and we started the very first place that we started to make sure that everything, all the systems could run right is we went through all of my services and did we need to keep those services? Were they profitable? And we outed the ones that weren't. We cleaned it all out. We deep cleaned. We went through the pantry. We got (laughs) rid of stuff that was sitting there. You know, I'm using for like 
visual words. Yeah. But you get rid of the stuff that's been sitting there, services that don't bring you in money. So we we did the profit and loss. We ran margins, like all those things. And the best thing that he taught me was do not associate numbers with your personal worth. Mm-hmm. They're just numbers. So girls, if the numbers aren't where they want, where you want them to be, it's okay. It does. It's not a reflection of you. You're still a good person. Oh yeah. And so it doesn't I took mean the they value out there. Yeah. Right. So just because something was this, it didn't mean that I was a bad business owner. I don't know. I was perfectly fine. So we cleaned house, and then he helped me set up Google Google Documents. You guys use the same thing. Yeah, yeah we, we love, love Google Docs. Yes, Google Docs for client, or excuse me, for my employees, like tasks, specific job, job descriptions, what everyone was supposed to be doing. Um, another thing that we did was we purchased, um, oh, the hardest thing that I had to learn was tracking inventory. Yeah. I had to be a big girl about it now. You couldn't just order it and just throw it on the shelves. Like yeah. you had to count it. Yeah. Like, oh, we're maybe getting more cleansers. Buy some more. Yes. We had, I had to learn how to print SKUs and how to track inventory and all those things. That was a grown up decision was actually putting real SKUs on my product, mm-hmm. not just a fluorescent green sticky that you got from the grocery store that you could mm-hmm. hand write <laughs> with Sharpie, which I did. Yeah. I, I hand wrote the prices on stuff. That was a but part I love of it because up. it's like, you have to start somewhere. So you can, you, you do. can start with those green stickers. You don't have to go get yes. SKUs on all your products right now. But as, as time grow, grows. As yeah. you grow. Absolutely. Then you slowly, you start to see those things like, oh, I could do this that would make this part of my business yes. so much more efficient. If I had SKUs and every time it was rung in, yeah. like it went out. And, yeah. and I love that. And, and but you didn't start it would there. Not, no, it would not have made sense to do that right away. Guys, I started with a calculator. <laughs> and running the square through my phone, oh, processing yeah. payments. Mm-hmm. And like I started just like you guys did, writing it down by hand, using a Sharpie to write on my product, not tracking things. Like I'm just like you guys. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you have to start somewhere. Don't worry about the bigger stuff. It will come later. Just do what works for right now. Mm-hmm. And then you find that as you start to grow, that that, that doesn't serve you anymore. You have to step up and go to the next level. And that is purchasing software. Mm-hmm. It's purchasing a point of sale system. It's putting your business onto a, a digital platform. Like you need to be booking online. That was the first thing that I did when I started was I've got to have people book online. So we use Schedulicity. Uh-huh. It served me for two and a half years. Now it doesn't serve me anymore because we need more than that. And mm-hmm. so like... Just all the things, but just do one thing at a time. Because when, when you guys are done listening to this, I'm talking to all the women out there listening and some mm-hmm. men, like just don't be overwhelmed. Just pick one thing that serves you and work on that because they'll be inspired to know what it is. Yeah. But I've done it all. I've gone from one client to a lot of clients and now we're serving people we're doing FaceTime consults, which are the wave of the future, and people really need to to put their arms around that if they're ready to, because yeah. that's where it's going. It's yeah. really big FaceTime consults because not everyone is close to an esthetician, mm-hmm. and they may be following you. Someone is going to be following you from New York City and doesn't trust anyone in their area. Yeah. They trust you, yeah, and so they want to say, well, how can I book with you? I can't, I can't fly to you. Yeah. And so we, that was another part of scaling was creating a system of FaceTime consults. And, and another reason why we have to do a consult and we can't just let people buy the product is because our manufacturers, our, our representatives will not allow us to mm-hmm. sell just to anyone because they're pharmaceutical. And yeah. so would it be easier to let people buy what they wanted? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and that has been um, not a roadblock, but a speed bump for mm-hmm. us was how do we scale that? How do we overcome that speed bump from the companies that we work yeah. with? Is How do we do it right? And how much are you charging for your FaceTime consults now? We were charging 100 for that, and I just bumped it up to 150 
Yay, good so for you. So <laughs> free in-person ones, and now you're doing over the phone $150. $150 awesome. because what I did now is they went from $100 to $150, and the reason why I feel absolutely unashamed and unapologetic about doing that is because I added so much value, more value to them now because what we do now is when they book and we have our FaceTime video call mm-hmm. is now with a click of a button, I can send them an email sequence that every two weeks they get an email in their inbox with a video from me and my team showing them how to use a product and how to switch it up so that their skin doesn't get used to it. So that was a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of work working with another IT person on how to make those systems work. And don't worry, I... There was no way that I could figure that out. I just told the guy what I wanted, and we worked together for almost every single day on how to do it. Yeah. I just said, this is what I want. Here you go. You do it. Mm-hmm. Because I can't do it all. Yeah. But I can tell people what to do. And if you were to and throw money and at try them. and figure that out, that would have taken <laughs> yeah. way more time. Like, Don't it try to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we bumped it up to 150 and people are still paying that because we offer value. And plus, the result is beautiful skin mm-hmm. we sell confidence that's what you guys sell it's confidence in their business it's confidence in their skin yes it makes such a big difference when someone feels confident they treat themselves better they treat their family members better they perform better at work like their lives improve when they feel confident oh yeah there's no way it's, you can deny that no <laughs> yeah, and i wanted to say this is like again a whole nother topic i feel like all these things i'm like we just need to record a million episodes but um <laughs> I just want to say that she, Lori, lives in Rexburg, Idaho. Which yes. Is how like how many people live in Rexburg, Idaho? Nobody. How many of you know what Rexburg, Idaho is? <gasps> she is from a small town. But Very you small. You are serving clients all over. Yes. Like that was another strategic thing you did because, but also you have built a really big clientele in a small town, local yes. clientele, which is amazing in and of itself. But also you saw like, okay, I need to take this bigger and wrap my arms around more people and you've been able to do that you that's so yes strategic. and that's like the vision like people talk about oh how do they say that the 30 the thousand foot view like you have to not just be in the trenches but you've got to be able to come up to elevate yourself and to get a helicopter view of what is it that you want yeah which is why you have to be so clear on what you want to do because once you're clear, then you can go forward. If you're not clear, then you're literally walking through the weeds mm-hmm. without a path. So you've got to get clear. That's what made a big difference for me is I knew what I wanted to do and I wanted to help as many people as possible. Yeah. And I didn't want to rely just on my town for business. I wanted to help people outside of my town. So Rexburg is small. I can't remember how many people are in Rexburg. It's a college town. Mm-hmm. And that is is uh, can be a challenge in itself too because people are transient. They come in, they come out. Your employees yeah. or students themselves, and they're only going to be there for a year and or less. A lot of people probably have the mindset that their students are not going to pay me a hundred dollars for oh, a consultation. So but, not true. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. that's not true. And there's so many stories that we tell ourselves as business owners and estheticians that no one's going to pay for the service or they can't afford it. How do you know? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Yeah. Because guess what? Their mama can afford it. <laughs> Their mom definitely can afford it. And girls, they will find a way. Okay. They will find a way to get what they want. <laughs> and so moms are usually more than happy to say, I know that your skin's been really bothering you all through high school. So here, honey, mm-hmm. here's my card number. And you can just do what you need to do. Like parents are very generous. Mm-hmm. People really need to appreciate their parents for what they do for them. Yeah. Because we definitely have a lot of students that that come in and it's on their parents. Mm -hmm. So, So, yeah, we serve all different ages. (laughs) And don't believe those stories in your head that says, I can't do it. My town isn't big enough. That is like the biggest, lamest excuse I've ever heard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call you out on that. Yes, I'm going to call these girls out that... Because when I started, I had a lot, I had friends tell me, I had um, a previous employer tell me that it was not possible and that you shouldn't do that. You, you can't get paid for what you're worth. There's no, nobody wants those services. And I just wanted to prove it for myself. 
I just did not believe them mm-hmm. one bit because I saw what people were buying. I see what people are wearing yeah. and they can afford it. It's just a matter of priority. And so it's our job to teach them to make it a priority. It's mm-hmm. our job to educate them so that it does become a priority and valuable to them. When I see a girl wearing a Gucci bag or a Gucci belt, it means nothing to me. I see no value in that. I would not pay $500 for a Gucci belt, Mm-mm. but there's a lot of girls who find value in that Gucci belt. Yeah. And it, and so how I'm, what I'm referring to that is there's a lot of people that value good skin. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm but looking you would for spend the ones that do. Dollars on a treatment. Yes, <laughs> I would spend money. They might not. Yeah, so there's something for everyone. Yeah. So when I use that analogy, it's I'm showing that that Gucci belt doesn't mean anything to me, but it does to someone else. But I represent the ones that do value good skin and taking care of themselves. And there's a big industry for that. It's huge. So big. So teach them that yeah. it is valuable. Teach them that it should be a priority. And another thing I want to touch on is like with prices and raising your prices and having higher prices, you're not just giving them the bare minimum. Like you are doing things that are adding value. Like yes. you can't just like, yes, charge what you're worth. And yes, don't charge what you are out of school, but like find little things that you can do to add value. Like sending mm-hmm. those emails every two weeks or even as simple as offering them drinks and treats when they come into yes. your place or letting them choose the music. I don't know, whatever it is, but think of little things that you can do to up their experience and make it more of a luxury experience. And then Absolutely. they're going to come and they're going to pay the luxury prices. Yeah. Make it a red carpet experience. Yes. Like you don't have to have the latest and greatest tools and hydrofacial machine or, you know, all those things. It's you that they're really coming for. Mm-hmm. So make it valuable, whether it's offering them a drink, water, um, throwing in something extra, letting them try a sample of something, um, teaching them about their skin while they're laying on your treatment table, like, or even offering value as far as if someone is having a bad day, you just listen and you're there for them. Like you can really come up with creative ideas on how to add value. Mm -hmm. That's very individual. And each person's inspired on how to do that for themselves and for their clients. Yeah. Add value. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You got to make it worth the $150. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. You can't just, well, you could go out and charge that, but you want them to come back and you want to take care of them for life. Yeah. It's like that. Um, the first class experience member less. Where did we learn that? Like they were talking about that analogy. I think oh, you I know was, what you're talking about. Was it, was, was, was Steve Gomez that you're talking about? Maybe. I don't remember. I think, yeah, I think we went into we went to a class when we were in Vegas last year, and it was taught by a guy named Steve Gomez, who is awesome. Who is awesome? You guys should look. Should I say that again? Yeah, maybe. Okay. When we were in um, Vegas last year, we went to a class by Steve Gomez, and he's an awesome salon business coach. So you guys should all look him up. Um, but one thing he talked about was a first class experience. Is that what he called it? Mm. And um, he talked about this guy that cuts hair, literally. I think it was just haircuts and charges $650. Like men's cuts. Wow. But he explained it. Like it was a, such a luxury, okay. <laughs> such a luxury experience. He had, um, I think it was at his house too, wasn't no, it? No. Yeah. I was going to say he had this beautiful <gasps> oh, apartment where he would bring people up. He had the fireplace on, he bought them lunch. They went and sat in there for like what their 20 minute haircut, but like there was champagne and any way wow. that he could do to I'd make sure luxury. Wouldn't oh, yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> Such an experience. That inspired us so much for like, okay, so like what could we do in our treatment room that could make it a $650 experience? Mm. Like you, and we thought of little things like, well, we'll put minkies on the bed because those are super yes. comfy and warm and everybody like wants to be in a blanket when they're laying down. And instead of just having water bottles, we'll have every kind of soda and like you could put the flavors out so they can mix that into their drinks and have ice and just think of any a little way wall to make I it Instagrammable that. so people yes. can have like they want to come in with their friends and take a picture and have that fun experience yeah that was actually and another thing we learned yesterday at um allison's brand school was like create content by creating something shareable is going to get you even absolutely. further so having that selfie wall yeah. or another way that they're that's if I was going right to that now. $650 haircut, you better believe I would be sharing that with everyone. Like, how luxury that treatment was. Yeah. 
Is that what you're going to say? That's really yeah. inspiring. Yeah. I, know. I love that. I wish I remembered who the guy's name is. We'll have to like look it up or something. Yeah. I know. Now I'm curious. Yeah. But, but yeah, but so there's things you can do. And for him, like buying someone lunch and having champagne, like that's not costing him $650. Right. But that, where else are you going to go to get that experience? So you're going to go to him. It's same with flying first class. Like, Thousands you, they of give you your drink first and you get a board first. Like there's like, you know, there's perks. some perks. You get maybe like a robe or slippers. I don't know. I've never flown first class. <laughs> you can lay down in the pod, but it's like, that's, that's not costing the airline an extra thousand mm-hmm. or $2,000, mm-hmm. but it is creating that experience that adds the value. So people are willing to pay for that because it's just a little bit more than what you're going to yes. get in coach, or, you know? So, and, and yeah. it comes down to people you have to believe that people will pay that first. Mm-hmm. And they will if you they have will. the value. And they'll pick up on that. Yes. If you're sending out messages in your stories that, that you're not valuable, people pick up on that. But if you send the message that you are valuable and what you do is valuable, those people will feel that. It's like you've got this antenna. You're transmitting these waves, these high-frequency waves. And people that are also high-frequency people will catch those waves. Oh, yeah. They will catch that. And they'll feel it. Mm-hmm. And when you're setting your price, well, okay, no, I don't want to say that, but I want to say, um, so I'm just gonna say, oh, this is what I'm gonna say. We've talked about this on previous podcast episodes, and we were talking with Lori about this yesterday as well. But one of the way, like, I feel like the biggest mistake people are making in the industry and how they're showing how they're putting off the message to their clients that they don't value themselves or their services is by offering discounts all the time on oh. the stories and on the services. Yeah. All, yes. Yeah. All the time offering discounts on their yes. services and doing, put putting up on their stories. Like this week I have, I'm doing $18 spray tans. Like people are going to see right through that and you, yeah, you'll get maybe some clients, but those are going to be the cheap clients that aren't going to rebook, that aren't going to tip as well, that aren't going to become... I'm going to tip at all, probably. <laughs> or don't show up. Or oh, don't yeah. show up. Yeah. So, and they're not going to come back once your prices are regular next week. Mm-hmm. They're That's coming right. for the 18 bucks that special. That is so, so true. We, I took a class um, in Vegas as well, and he was saying, do not discount your services ever because there's such a low profit margin to begin with in your services. Mm-hmm. Like people think, oh, they're making a ton of money. That is not true. There's no. taxes. There's so much that's involved in the prices that you charge. There is a very small profit margin. And when you skim off the top and give them a discount, you are like literally cutting off a right finger or your right arm. It's just not smart. And so that is a temptation that so many of us have is the first thing is to um, do a discount on a service. And I myself have a stack of really cute cards that I had my graphic design designer make and it was 10%, 10% off um, specific services. Mm-hmm. And once I went to that class, I took that whole thing and threw it in the trash. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I was not not going to offer those Um, but what I will do is I will, if there's an incentive, I'll take maybe 10% off of a product because there is a better margin for loss in products. Yeah. And they're going to come back and repurchase that product once they're out. That's right. That's right. At the full price. And people will exactly, but they're not going to come back if that price is raised on that treatment. It's going to be harder for them. Yeah. And especially when there's like a recession, which People, we can panic in our industry. Anyone's going to panic and like automatically reduce their prices Mm -hmm. to like dirt cheap just to keep clients and people coming through. But what happens is that recession is over. They always end and it's very hard to raise those prices back up. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. It's so hard to raise them back up. So even if there's a recession, and there always is, I've made it through one. I'm sure there will be another one coming because yeah, it's just it's cyclical. It will come back. Girls, do not panic. Do not lower your prices. Offer them more value with something else. Mm-hmm. So more good. more value somewhere else, but do not discount your worth. And that makes me very sad when I see people do that, like huge discounts, because they're not going to come back to you when you raise it back up. No. These are the Groupon girls. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's no okay. Group on girls. I mean, God loves you too, you know, <laughs> but, but yes, everyone wants a good deal, but. I, I don't want those clients. No, that's not. No, yeah, that's I, not want, client I want a number charge. 10 client. Yes. <laughs> I want someone who's going to pay $650 for They're out there. a service that they can yes. get for $30. For 15 at Supercuts. <laughs> but you're paying for in that $600, it's valuable because you're getting his touch and his expertise. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you're hair is worth so much more. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all value is created in your head first. Mm-hmm. It's really created in your head through good marketing. And that's why girls have got to use their social media to create value because value is in your head. Yes. And another thing that just came to my mind is if you are charging these luxury prices, like you're not going to need as many clients as you think. Yes. Like he could Maddie, do, that's so true. He could do one haircut a day. I'm sure he does way more. But he could do one a day for $650 or how yes. long would it take him Say he's doing yes a hundred dollar haircut. He would have to have you know six clients to fill that. So it's like you, and that's you the might whole point. worry that your clients might drop drop off. That's the whole point. That's but, what you want. <laughs> you work less and make more. That's the whole point. Yes. Is you're trying on purpose strategically <laughs> to let a few go. Yes. That's the whole point, you guys. <laughs> yes, you I'm want curious. to lose a few. Yeah, I'm curious. Besides um, discounting prices. And not charging what you're worth. What do you think are is like one of the biggest mistakes that you see people making in the industry? Hmm. Not valuing themselves. Number one, not valuing themselves, and number two, not believing that they can do it. That's what gets me the most. I think that's been my biggest thing mm-hmm. as being Lori is teaching people, showing them by example that. They can do it. It is your mindset. And it's not just in the skin industry. It's everyone that has a physical body. Mm -hmm. um, Has mindset issues. Believes that they can't do it. And that... I think that's the biggest thing right there. That's why coaching is such a a big thing right now. in, In not just in our industry. Coaching meaning like a personal coach, a business coach. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you have both, not interesting, but I think it's fabulous that you have a personal and a business coach to help you get through those mindset blocks and look what it's done for you. Yes, my my mindset coach who is Preston Pugmire, shout out for him, he's incredible. Um, I think he's probably too busy to take on new people (laughs) because his prices have gone up too and he is worth it. Um, But that was the first thing he taught me was that it was my mindset because fear is what stops us from moving forward. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Can't is a limiting belief. And it's kind of like you're putting yourself in a cardboard box when Mm -hmm. you have the ability to get out of the box. All you have to do is just step out. So mindset beliefs. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts daily. Like my traveling partner is Marin Mm -hmm. sitting close to me and she's heard me listening to my podcast in the morning. It just gets me in the right headspace. People have to get aligned Mm -hmm. with their true self and who they want to be. You've got to get aligned before you start your day. Listen to podcasts, do the things that you're grateful for. Um, go over, celebrate your wins on a daily basis. But really that's the thing that I see women in our field and just in general, the biggest problem is mindset issues of I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to argue with them because they really truly believe it that they can't do it. So yeah. why, you know, yeah, you've really you got to develop self-confidence. It, you can't until you get rid of that mind block. And that's where there's a lot of work that you have to, to do. You've, you've got to find someone that you trust and someone who's excels and does well in business and ask them to be your mentor or your coach and they'll tell you that you can do it. And so what my coach did for me is he really taught me that I could do it. He taught me that I was freaking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I miss about, um, like seeing him every week on a weekly basis is that he always told me that I was awesome. And I walked out of my appointments with him feeling like I was awesome Mm -hmm. and it affected the way that I treated my family the way that I interacted on social media and the way that I run my business is feeling that way is I am awesome and everyone is. Mm-hmm. So 
that is the biggest thing is their mindset. And if you feel like you can't do it, then that's where the work needs to be done. Write about it. That's free. Get a, mm -hmm. a pen and a piece of paper and write about all your limiting beliefs, why you think you can't do it. And then what you're going to do to go and do it. Yeah. Go do it. I love that. Great advice. Yeah, that is yeah. really good advice. Okay, this podcast has been so much fun. We definitely <laughs> are recording more episodes with you in the future because I feel like we have so much more to get into. But my last question is just like a few of your favorite podcasts that you're listening to to help get you in that mindset. Okay, number one is Brendan Burchard. I just followed him because you posted him the other day. I'm loving it. He's... Oh, someday I'm going to meet him. <laughs> he is doing a big business. Oh, this is what you guys need to do. He's doing a huge business course in San Diego in October. I think his tickets are 300 maybe 3 or $600. Oh, that's good, yeah. We have to go. Like, it's so good. He's going to have all the industry people there teaching entrepreneurs how to move forward in their business. Oh. So, but the thing is, you can't move forward until you believe that you can. Right. Yes. So you've got to do the work before you go to the workshop. Yeah. But just go. Um, Brenda Burchard is okay. number one. Number two is Brooke Castillo. Mm -hmm. I've listened to her for a couple years. Fabulous. Uh, the other one is Tony Robbins. Yeah, Everyone knows Tony. <laughs> Dean Graziosi is such a great pick-me-up. His his podcasts are usually 10 minutes or less, and he's like a oh, fireball. He's so like intense and so passionate about what he does and teaching people that they can do it and to go for it. Um, I'm trying to think. Preston Pugmire also has his podcast that he does. Um, on a weekly basis. I don't have my phone next to me to scroll through <laughs> my favorite podcasts, but I will give them to you and you can put them in the notes yeah. of my favorites. But those are the ones that come to the top of my head. Oh, Jenna Kutcher. Love yeah, her. I love her. Oh, she's so good. She's fabulous for all the things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the things. But those, those are my favorite for podcasts. I listen to them on a daily basis. I will, they're always, always in my phone always going good i love that We're, we love podcasts too <laughs> it's such a good it's such a good way to like multitask you can be Absolutely. getting ready you can be driving to work you can and you're still like becoming filled and like getting yourself prepared for the day so that you can help your clients or help your you really do studio or help your team or whatever you need to do but like again you have to take care of yourself first you have and to that's get your mind to, right yeah get you gotta get your that. mind right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love it okay so everyone's got a lot of homework to do, <laughs> but just take it one step at a time. One small step, changes. One thing. Continuous small changes. Be consistent. Yep. Do it every day. It will make big, big changes in your mm -hmm. business. And they probably won't see the effects for about 90 to 120 days. Like you've got to do it every mm -hmm. single day and the benefits will be there, but it's long-term. This is like a slow cooker, like a crock pot yeah. mm -hmm. way to be successful. It's not going to be overnight. Mm -mm. And if someone says that it's overnight, they're lying. Yeah, I was going to say, there is no overnight success. <laughs> There's no such thing. And if it was overnight, it would not be Everyone would be doing it. Exactly, exactly, because you don't have the mindset skills to keep it, keep the Absolutely momentum keep going. forward. Yep. yep. And the tools That's anything. how a lot of people burn. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't have it yet. Yes. This was so fun. Thank it you was. for inviting me. Yes. Yes. So glad. <laughs> okay, well, where can everyone find you? What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle and everywhere is LW Skincare L for Lori. And you can find us on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, no, we're not on Twitter. I hate Twitter. <laughs> we're on Pinterest. It would be a hoot to follow on Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to run Twitter. <laughs> um, and then where else are we? I think our biggest place is on Instagram. That's where I like to hang out the most, but we're also trying to get our blog going and Facebook. Yep, starting to focus more on those. But I'm taking my own advice and one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. We'll get there one thing at a time. Yes. Okay, LW Skincare. Yep. Perfect. So make sure you check her out on Instagram and all the other social media platforms. And while you're at it, check us out at Beauty Mavens Collective, and we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens. <laughs>